2: All right. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics podcast. My name's Daniel. Carl's not in. Half Hope's not in. They'll be here next week when we do our season preview. But this week, we have a special one, at least for me anyway. Um, If you guys are paying attention, if you're fans of of the Half Hope Football Hut, then you'll know that for a time, Half Hope and I did this thing called the Complicated Chelsea Show, where this podcast would always be just too Chelsea heavy. So we were like, you know what? We need our own thing where so we can just talk about chelsea so it doesn't get overrun and somehow i don't know what happened but i think i couldn't make it one week and half hope just decided like okay i'm just gonna go get some chelsea fans and these two brothers they stuck and people like the show this is like a slight you know
1: reunion type of thing so abdulahi introduce yourself yo my people my name is Abdullah on twitter you can call me top plus first First Ten. my youtube account is the blue studio so like the V subscribe and also all those followings on um, on Twitter, same with my Instagram, and my Facebook too, same um, same account and everything. make sure you just kind of like and the Toxic taxi guys doing a very good job.
2: Hey, so Ab- his links will be in the description. And all the way from from down under <laughs> in, in, in Sydney, Australia, we got the homie. Now what is your <laughs> actual name? Because Eddie Eddie is like is that like a westernized version?
0: Yeah, of course, man. Of course. Uh, my name is actually Aduba.
2: That's what we're gonna. Well, no, I don't know.
0: I'm. <laughs> you probably I'll forget, but that, the, but yeah. that, that,
2: that, would be my inclination. But, 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 go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You can call me Adoba Eddie. Um. I don't mind. Yeah. Like Daniel said, I'm. I'm from Australia. Happy and honored to be a part of this um, podcast today. i have been a keen listener for for a long time, and I I enjoy the content that um Daniel continues to put out with HH and Core and. And the rest of the guys. So, um, yeah, keen to chop it up. Like, like you mentioned, Daniel. I'm <laughs> it feels like on a weekly basis, the complicated Chelsea show is coming back. <laughs> Let's hope not. But um, no, no, definitely. You know, keen to talk Chelsea um, whenever I get the chance to love the club. Uh, been a fan, Jesus Christ, for more than half my life now. So it feels a bit weird. But yeah, thanks for having me on, man.
2: No problem. So, where where can people find you? The uh, Again, your link will be in the description.
0: Yeah, it, it'll be in the description. Um, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to chop it up, you know, have a chat about football. Um, oh, sorry, man. O-S-O-R-R-I-M-E-N. That's my um, user on both. more than happy to chat with people. I like, don't post too much, sorry. But, yeah, if you want to have a chat in the DMs, we can surely, you know, chop it up here and there.
2: Indeed. So, we're at Talking Tactics. Remember to follow us on all the... Podcast platforms that you guys listen to, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Patreon, so half hope and I will figure out something out. We'll figure something out in the week. I probably need to go watch the Jordan Peele movie that came out. I'm sure half hope has already done that, so that might be something we could talk about. Uh, remember to check out our fantasy football league as well. The link to that will also be in the description. If you play uh, fantasy PL, join our league. There's maybe a hundred people in there already, so some some stern competition. If you want it. So this is the, the the complicated Chelsea show. So we're not gonna start anywhere else. Part of the reason I thought this might be a good idea was the fact that Chelsea did lose 4-0 in the preseason. Now it is preseason, so it's preseason. Mm-hmm. But how much confidence or worry has this preseason and just everything that's going on with Chelsea given you
0: for me? I like to I like to see the overall you know big picture um kind of thing because let's let's face it. Preseason really, it sets you up for the season, yes. But I think it really affects maybe the first couple of months of the season. And from there, you kind of have to figure it out in terms of reacting to what happens during the season. Looking at what's happened this preseason, man, it's definitely a cause for worry. Like people say it's preseason, we don't care about results, right? But we want to see what the ideas are for the season. We want to see, okay, these are the players we can depend on. We want to see, okay, these are the improvements that certain players have made. We talk about young players, which I'll get to in, in another topic that we might bring up or I'll bring up later. We talk about young players, right? What you want to see is one natural progression, natural development. And you also want to see the manager's ideas coming through. And I don't think we've seen much of that or any of that, really. I think we've just seen a lot of the same problems that we've seen over the last year and a half. It's now forcing us, um, given the situation Chelsea's in at the moment, in terms of this transitional phase, new ownership, um, because let's face it, we're still in transition. There's a lot that needs to happen at board level before you can really fix things down with the squad. What I've seen this preseason doesn't give me much encouragement, um, if I'm if I'm perfectly honest. Once again, don't care about the results. I um, mean, even with the 4-0 against Arsenal, in some other ports, I said Chelsea will be fine defensively. But the main issues that I've noticed for the last <laughs> God knows how long, um, two years, and I've constantly said is, look, there are problems in midfield and there's problems in attack. And we're seeing exactly the same things this preseason. Incomings are needed, but more than that, outgoings are, are kind of needed as well. So I, I, I'll leave it at that for now and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let everyone have, have their say on it. Pro kind of jumping within later?
1: Firstly, I've I've been calm since Saturday because I was actually pissed off since Saturday. After just watching that match, I was like what the heck is going on? But I'm a little bit calm. The reason I'm calmer is I look at the player we have and not on the, onto the level of what the manager wants to do because I have a feeling the manager wants to play back for. And to play back for, you, you don't have a team to play back for. And I think that's the reason he's been stuck with the play in the back three. That's the reason he's been saying you need quality player, because he believes if you get a quality player, he will be able to switch his from to a back four. And that was the, the back four he was playing in PAD, the 4-2-2-2 two, 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 two formation where he had Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, and Gaudi Maria together playing together. And sometimes Mario Cardi, sometimes Indy Cavani played that system too. So, but because he doesn't have that, that kind of uh, players around him yet, that's the reason he's stuck with um, bacteria. Is the preseason? I'm not that mad at, as I was on Saturday. I'm more <laughs> calmer right now because I'm, I believe okay. you. wanted him sacked on
2: Saturday. Yeah, I was
1: angry. I was pissed <laughs> because of because of because of the performance of everybody around the team Because he just he, he just been poor. And the team I don't want to lose to is Arsenal. And it's annoying right now seeing losing to Arsenal, seeing them celebrating, dancing as if they won the UCL. So it's understandable. As the fans watching it's understand it because i don't want to do so them. but i'm more calm right now because i understand okay things need to be done and need to be fixed as soon as possible which i believe it will be fixed so i'm not mad i'm not angry like i was on saturday because i understand okay things will be done and uh, properly which needed to be done so i'm more more on on the positive note that okay let me see what the bully and thomas is gonna do then we'll be able to judge them properly so, what what do you think are the solutions to the problems in the squad that you see? The solution is, Tuka needs to go back to the I line when he took over from Chelsea Football Club. He has to be ruthless with the players. He has to tell them, no, nobody's spot is guaranteed. You have to prove you have to prove your worth as a player for you to be guaranteed a top spot. If you don't prove if you don't prove your, you your worth, I'm sorry, you, you, you don't deserve to be um, to be to be in the starting level. And player like Timo, purely sick, my God in heaven. They need to be shipped out of the Chelsea is abysmal and poor. It's very annoying. Quality player needed in this squad for us to go for in terms of transition. If that doesn't happen, I don't know what to say, man. Is it going to be big, but I am confident because I can see the direction the team is heading to. I just hope and pray the fans will be patient enough to kind of give the manager time and the and the, and the new burden time for them to jet together and fix whatever needed to be fixed for me. You see, Abdullah, I'm slightly more pessimistic, and maybe that's just my nature in general, but
2: when you say you're you're hopeful and you see the direction,
1: yeah,
2: I don't see the direction. So maybe you could tell me, mm-hmm. but I don't see it.
1: Tokel knows it's a rebuild. The the board also knows it's a rebuild too. That oh my god, a rebuild is gonna come in no matter what. It's gonna be a rebuild. They all know that it's gonna be a rebuild. So I think what they are doing is player like pretty sick team wants to leave, can leave. I don't want them to have a player who doesn't want to give their heart to the club. We're okay, we don't want this. Because if you look at when to came in. It wasn't back properly, as the manager needed to be back. Because Chelsea Football Club has been buying players based on what the club want, not what the manager wants. They have to, be, they have to be a philosophy and a style of play where the manager can implement his style. Club pep as a style of play, and also the cl- the board and the fans were patient enough and they back they back them enough to make them succeed. Abramovich is all about sack and go because suck and go work for me. It doesn't work in this era of football anymore. That has to stop if we want to success at the football club. If that doesn't happen, we're going to be having a lot of discussion. I don't want to know <laughs> Oh, this is a more chilled
2: vibe that I'm hearing from Abdullahi than I was on Saturday. He wanted Tuko's head because of losing to Arsenal and, and what, what whatever that means. I think we've had discussions before that I think you guys hate losing to Arsenal more than you like beating them. Like just, <laughs> just the, the idea of losing to them draws more emotion than than beating them does what are the solutions here then um in terms of just solutions, pause. Just you're, pause. You're, that that you just made you don't need to say anymore
0: yeah the reason i'm the reason i'm doing that is because there is no microwave type solution that we can use to solve the problem you know what i mean there are deep rooted problems in this squad and in the club as a whole that goes from top to bottom starting from the scouting starting from the transfers team starting from the financials of the club then you get into the squad itself and that's why we are where we are at the moment which is why i gave that big sigh and you know sound just then because to fix the club you need to have a structure and one thing I'll say is the sale of Chelsea or the timing of the the big bad invasion, as we all know, which I wouldn't <laughs> reference. Um Put it, did down, not help. Put it
2: down, man. Did, messed, it up, man. messed it up, Go ahead. Yeah,
0: it, it, it didn't help Chelsea, um, in the sense that completing the sale of a club a month before your transfer window opens, after being, you know, frozen out for a couple of months as well, doesn't help. It doesn't give a sign of stability. And then Bowley coming in, whether you think it's right or wrong, he pretty much just cleared house. Marina, gone. Peter Cech, gone. I think he appointed a new business director or something like that. I think there was a new guy who came in recently from, from America. So he's basically trying to change the whole structure of the club whilst trying to move the club forward in terms of getting transfers in. Now, that is a big problem. The club has no identity. Like Abdullah, he said before, the way the club was run before was not based on any identity specifically it's just based on vibes and the same person who run the club based on vibes is the main advisor behind this transfer window so what else did we expect (laughs) i mean there's there's not much i didn't expect much going into this window but um i've always said this to people where i'll start judging bowley towards the middle to end of the season when okay he is starting to put people in in you know positions when he's starting to put sporting directors in place technical directors um let's see what the sporting structure of the club is where are we going because we know he's the business side is gonna be fine let's get that right the business side will be fine you market your police you know you you do or whatever to get jersey's money is gonna come in But what is the sporting structure of the club going to look like in terms of can we get a director of football in? Can we get a technical director in? What style are we trying to play? Because a lot of Chelsea fans went up in arms about Tuchel having um, so much power. I think this is probably the most power we'll have in terms of transfers. There's still a lot more work to be done. But short term. Now let's let's work on what Chelsea can do short term. You've got to let a lot of players go. Um and Do, do we you, want to make a list? You kind of need to take the L because it's 2022, guys. And Mishi Bashuai is coming on for Chelsea. Ah,
2: ah, ah, ah. Um, we're, not, we're not starting there. We're not okay, starting there. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold, Michi, hold on, We're not starting with Mishi, bro. He's the least on, yeah. of our
0: worries. Yeah, but Daniel, Mishi Bashuai is just about your best goal-scoring option for Chelsea Football Club in 2022. What? That is a problem. That's the reason why I mentioned Bashuai first.
2: <laughs> the issue with a lot of the players that why are Chelsea still employing Emerson? Why are Chelsea still employing uh, Bashuayi and these types? Because the club keeps signing them to extensions every time they put them on loan. Bashuayi's contract should have run out two years ago, but then enough. he went to but but then he went to Besiktas, signed an extension, and this is that year. It's just yeah. that I I don't know. Like he did fairly well in the Turkish league, but not enough to where somebody's gonna come buy him for the price that they think he's worth. So he's kind of stuck. And do you want him to go on loan again and then sign an extension again? Or do you just kind of have to suck up a season of him being third striker or second? Oh, look. (laughs) Um, Now, I I, I will happily watch Mishi as the second option striker because I think he'll bag. But people don't want to watch him just because, you know, the die is cast in that way. It would be like bringing back Bakayoko to some people. Who should probably be brought uh, back?
0: I don't think because I don't, don't know think... why he would want to stay in Italy, but that's his own thing. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> what do you um, think this podcast is for? I don't think I don't think um I I wouldn't compare Batshuayi and Bakayoko in a sense, but this is this is the reason why you know Batshuayi is such an obvious option or obvious call out. If Chelsea had someone like Lewandowski, I don't give a rat's ass if Batshuayi is playing for Chelsea. Because I know that one else is going to come and take the spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But where is it so glaring that the number one starting option up front is an attacking virgin, Kai Havertz? The
2: German Zidane? Abdullahi, where are you at,
0: man? Then we've got problems. Yeah, don't, don't, even, don't, even, don't even bring that German Zidane. Rubbish German. I, I, I never liked it. In the, 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 like, Just read, read the room at this point. Now's not the time for it now's not the time for it right but when when your best attacking option or you know the starting option is a player who can't even I can't trust him to give me 15 goals in a in a whole season mm-hmm. then we've got problems then you start looking at okay who who are the who are the people pushing him for a spot mm-hmm. unfortunately we're looking at Mishibathuaai and, and Amanda broha <laughs> i I don't think any of us get excited by get excited by those names. But if if you wanna if you want to make a list of players who need to go Kepa is number one thank Kepa, you, thank you Eddie, I, look thank you. Chelsea just need to take the l on a lot of players. we've known this for how many years he's not gonna be a starting goalkeeper for Chelsea football club let him go the price tag affected him the most but
2: the, that's the problem chelsea would have to take a huge l a huge l because and if you buy someone for 70 million your pro- the best you could get is maybe 25 30.
0: We'll, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about prices when we get to Marina and how she's run this club, man. Um, but second person in this to go is Aspie. Daniel. Daniel's mentioned this time and time again. He's just giving Ivanovic I think twenty fourteen vibes. No, no, no. This um, is
2: Ivanovic 2015 So, So, if, 16 if you vibe. remember twenty fourteen fifteen, I know Chelsea won the league. I think there were three or four players who played every minute. So, Terry, Ivanovich, and maybe Aspie. Yeah. And I remember them being really, really excited. Yo, Ivanovich played every minute. I was like, have you looked at his Wikipedia page? Like, do you know where his birthday is? Like, is it really a good idea that he played 90 times 38 plus all the other injury time minutes? Like, that's not a good thing. Then, who was that dude? Montero, the first game of the season against Swansea. And he roasted Ivanovich. He killed Ivanovic in that first game. And I was like, yep, this is it. This is it. like, he's a, he's done. But Mourinho, because he's loyal to his guys, kept playing him and playing him and playing him, even though he could have switched Asper to the right.
0: The right side, yeah.
2: And played, I don't know if Felipe Luiz has already been it, gone, was, but just put somebody else on the left.
0: It was Felipe Luiz that was signed that season, I'm pretty sure.
2: No, no, no he... If, Felipe Luiz was in the 2014-15 season when, oh, when they won right the league, there. and then I think he yep. left that summer. But the point was find someone. Yeah. It's giving it's, me those vibes.
0: Oh, uh, it it's giving those I'm vibes I'm just real like bad. I, I um, think
2: he might be cooked. And do we have to see a Jefferson Montero roast Aspilaquetta, who whoever that would be, to like get the point? I don't want to see that.
0: And the so just send him to Barca. The in, in terms of the quality of the other teams in the league, it's much better than it was back in 2015. Um, let's face it, so Aspi's uh, gonna get cooked. Alonso. um, Alonso, is next. Um, not to get into details of why, but we should know why. With most of these players, Malang needs to go. Um, I'm
2: not, I'm not so big on see, I don't want to come off like I'm protecting all the black players, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is my nature. But Cesaro is a free transfer, it um, makes sense to keep him for as long as he's useful. I, again, and, it, and it's kind of to your bashwai point. You don't want him being the next center back in line, which he is. Exactly. That's probably an issue. But if he's fifth and he's happy to be around, that's 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 fine. Yeah, but you got him for Doug... free. He signed from Nice, I believe. Yeah, signed from um, Nice. Yeah. And he was—I don't know if he was highly rated, but he's generally rated. He'll probably end up playing for Senegal now that he's with Koulibaly and Mendy. They'll probably swing him into playing for Senegal, but. It's fine as long as you're not depending on him, which is what happened in portions of last season where there were just a bunch of injuries and he ended up playing left back. His die was cast playing positions that he shouldn't be playing. There was a video that dropped last week of Sterling mm. asking Sar his position. And yeah, he, he thought, like, are are, are, are are you a fullback? He's like, no, I'm actually a center back. But yeah. the league knows him as you played left back for Chelsea. He shouldn't be playing there. It's just Chilwell's out. You loaned Emerson. I think Alonso had an injury as well, so now you're—I don't know—you're trying to find solutions. Yeah. So yeah, he doesn't look good <laughs> or great in any position, but I still think he could be useful. You just don't want to use him.
0: Yeah, exactly. If if, <laughs> if, if, if he's your if he, again, I don't want to get into the whole back three, back four system, mm-hmm. but if he's your fifth, sixth center back, you're fine, right? Yeah. But if I'm if I'm looking at it, we've got Thiago Silva. Who's who needs to be our fourth centre back or third at best right now? Again, he, he's on old legs. I, I can't trust Thiago Silva to go through a whole season and play every game for me. I've got he's he's, he's, he's
2: thirty nine in September
0: thirty eight. Yeah, uh, I I'll say more ninety nine, but yeah. <laughs> um, we've got we've also got Trevor Chalaba.
1: Oh my god! Um, please don't talk. Please don't mention his name.
0: Please. Um, we've got we've got Trevor Chalaba, whose game is. I'll say at for Chelsea at the moment, he should be a backup. And I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that. Right? <laughs> he might be able to make it as a starter, but his game is not there yet. Koulibaly is clearly a best centre-back. The other options are more fan-type options, like in <laughs> Levi Cowell. That guy should be your sixth centre-back if you're playing a back three. Ampadu? Or your fifth. Ethan Lampadu should be sold <laughs> by the club. What What's he still doing at the club? Like... This guy's been here for five years, hasn't made it. And I've got fans propping him up like he's the answer.
2: Ampadu's only 21. And this is part okay. of the issue with centre-backs, Eddie, just quickly, yeah. is they mature late. So people look at Chalaba and think he's not Chelsea quality. Yeah. They would look at Colwell and think not Chelsea quality. Look at Ampadu and think not Chelsea quality. They're young centre-backs. So the, the question is, is Chelsea a place to have your growing pains? No, is is no, is the no, short no. answer, and that's that's why that's but, why I want to mention. But the talent exists in those players of to course. eventually be somebody that Chelsea will want. Look at Ake. There's a reason why they were linked with him. Now, obviously, when he's 21, 22, you send him to Bournemouth, you send him to all these different places, and he gets his experience, gets his move to City, and now he looks like at least a decent prospect that you would be interested in buying. I think. Bayern are probably going to go through something similar, or you, or what Juventus went through with Delict, where yeah. we we see the talent at Ajax, but at the end of the day, you're buying a 20 year old centre back,
0: yeah, exactly. who's not
2: going to be good or just at his best for another decade. And even this Kunde pursuit, he's I not going to I improve have, Chelsea. Danny,
1: I have news on this Kunde stuff. I think I don't I know follow...
2: why you get all the news from. Relax, but you I'm always asking. have news. I,
1: I have been <laughs> investing my to- stock for the past years on Kunde. And that talk has been over. So I think, after I I think Barcelona before,
2: stole your stole your stole your passcode, bro. Relax. <laughs> 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 so
1: I follow <finally> several <laughs> this. And the problem is Joe Scunde wasn't Thomas Tucker priority. It was the, the club priority when Abamovich was there. Even when they talk about when they talk about coming, it wasn't it wasn't Tucker's signing. The first signing Tucker wanted was Matthias the late. That was the first time that took her wanted because he said he wanted someone that can play ball very well like a ball play center but can play very well he wanted that but we couldn't go get the lead so the second one was Kalidou Koulibaly because of experience and leadership kunde was not even the touch it was the fourth choice followed by kipembe then followed by kunde so mm-hmm. today according to the report i heard today was but sevilla was pissed off with chelsea because they did not submit a paperwork where kunde could sign Chelsea could sign and also but those who are Sevilla needs to pay 25 billion sell-on clause on Koundé also need to review the paper and sign on so Koundé had a discussion with Tuker and he had a discussion with Savvy and Sevilla was pissed off that Chelsea literally did Khalidu Kolobali deal within, within the 24 hours how fast was that why can't they do the same thing with uh, with Koundé since they wanted him as their central back but according to the report they said Chelsea wasn't convinced said, because the report said Tricker um, already told that not to move forward with the deal anymore. That like, it doesn't feel okay with Kunde coming to the Premier League, and it's not it's not really the kind of centre back he wanted. Why were we chasing Kunde from day one? Why all these threats? That is pissing me up right now. Why? And the, this <laughs> ahead, this backs later. up this backs up my
0: point in why I say certain players like your Malanson need to go because we have too many of those type of players already at the club Sadly. that the fact that they're taking up a spot just means you can't even feel that spot if that makes sense because if i've got to sign another center back i'm looking at okay cool i've got four or five young center backs what are the chances that one of them you know becomes good in the next four or five years Mm
1: -hmm. right
0: whereas i just need to let one of them go look at your he's doing well now because he's got an opportunity at milan he wasn't going to get the same opportunity at chelsea Look at your Mark Gerhi. People are saying, oh, go get him back now. You've even mentioned it with Nathan Ake. Okay. I'm not going to say these are world-class options, but this is what they can do with opportunities. We are now looking at it from the point of, oh, maybe we should give these young ones opportunity when they're not ready. They're actually not. Exactly. Let them go somewhere else and get that opportunity. This is Chelsea Football Club. We we deal with finished products here. Yeah, Unless you're this worldie who I, I haven't seen.
1: Is it, that is, is, you know the funny thing that, that yeah. annoys me most in that Kunde I, I When I read it, I was just laughing. I was shaking my head. I'm going to send it to you maybe after this thing to go to it. <laughs> Kunde said he spoke to Tukio. I said he wasn't convinced about what Tukio told him. Because Tukio told him it's not going to be the first choice. He, he would rather partner with Khalidu Kulubali or Diego Silva. That it's not going to be the first choice in terms of... I don't believe those, man. I will send. I will send the report out. I will send it. <laughs> <the laughs> you many... read too. You read too many fan fictions. I'd
2: be like, Dude, is, is it, i
1: like, is... I invested like one year on Kunde. <laughs> it's stuck on him, man. It's stuck. Okay. To, to to Eddie's point about which of the young
2: centre backs will be good and they need time. The reason I don't give Chelsea a pass on this is because I thought they figured it out already. Do you remember when they sent Christensen to and Gladback for two years long loan? Exactly. It's not difficult. They they sent Courtois to Atletico Madrid for three yeah. in a row. So it's not like the club, at, well, well, we don't know who's in charge making decisions these days, but there is at least a history in the club of understanding that players need time away, preferably in the same place for a period of years, and there they can develop. Even Tammy Abraham, for instance, put a buyback clause or like uh Boga, you just put a buyback clause if the if the if the guy ends up being good, you just buy him back for a price that you're comfortable with, and basically you've paid for their development. How much is a 40 goal a season striker worth over the course of five years? It probably is worth 35-40 million or however much Roma would ask you for if Tammy develops in that way. So there's ways that you can do this without having to see all of these youngsters come through Chelsea at the same time. The fact is you can only play but so many centre backs in a season
0: and if there's no injuries, ideally you just want to play two. I'm not I'm not gonna defend Chelsea because in, in this aspect too much, but like you you are right, there are ways to do it. But you've also got to look at it from this point, and I know we, we look at it in the funny light as well, where you mentioned Courtois and players have lives <laughs> 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 yeah i forgot so if, about that part i if, forgot about that part i forgot about that but that is true like that is one if, of my
2: key phrases like yeah you can't you can't spend a loan 3 years i mean come on yeah
0: you can't you can't go spend a loan for 3 years start a family and then it's like pack your bags and move back to london i'm sorry what <laughs> so but see any there, there, there there anybody just, just 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 okay,
2: I, cuz i don't know when i'll get to say this again the problem isn't that you sent him on loan the problem is that, like, you can't start a family while there. I don't know how you would stop this, essentially, but it it, it works up until you factor in like this isn't FIFA, and like people yeah. actually have their own lives. They're gonna meet people, exactly. like, you know people yeah. are gonna have sex. People are gonna do things. But like, use a condom, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like these these are these are young guys as well, right? <laughs> so that's even the worst age. But for three you to send them out. three
2: years is a long time. So yeah. it, it kind of makes sense, but it's on like, the same hand, I'm just like, bro, just be responsible. Like you're a Chelsea player.
0: No you're way, a player. Daniel. It's like going on exchange for uni for three years. <laughs> you know what that is?
2: <laughs> I went to university and didn't have children. Like I knew what it was. Well, most didn't. I'll put it that way. So Courtois, I just feel like his his pullout game is weak, and <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and, and the biggest problem is even that
1: Daniel. I'm Olders, gonna say- no, oh
2: no, no, Abdalite. Let me land. I I just remember what the biggest problem is. If you do start a family, you better have the pull to at least bring your family to where you live. Yeah, This guy couldn't even bring his family. I I don't know. Maybe like the the woman didn't want to leave or it wasn't serious or what. You better have the pull or the gravitas or something about you to bring your family to London so they feel settled. His family stayed in Spain. So then he had to go back. But I've been derailed. I apologize. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: no, of course. So that's that's why you know the loan system doesn't work as much. But without that, we don't get Mendy. So um I'm
2: happy.
0: (laughs) Where am I? I mean, without that, we don't get Kefa as well. (laughs) But (laughs) that's a topic for another day. (laughs) Um, I mean, all this could have been fixed if Chelsea just paid the money for Allison, but again, Uh. um, well, we're not gonna get into Marina, are we? (laughs) But going back to the whole issues of you know, players need to go, yeah, too many Players at this point who give backup vibes, yes, um, to Chelsea, that I just feel yo, the the squad needs a a massive refresh. Okay, can can,
2: can I ask you guys a question to come to that point? I think people get the idea, and when I say people, I mean the timeline. Yeah, the timeline assumes that things can pretty much change in one window, that if you have a really good window, everything changes. I don't necessarily subscribe to that idea. I think a window can help improve a good situation. And it can make a bad situation better, but not to the point where you're going to see some revolutionary dramatic change. Exactly. So part of the issue that we have here, when I say we, I mean just football culture in general, not Chelsea. I'm very clear on that point now. (laughs) I try not to (laughs) say we are us. But if you go on the Twitter timeline, and that's the best way to put it, if, if we get Kunde, if we get this, if we get that, like Chelsea will all of a sudden just become a title contender, challenging Man City and Liverpool and perhaps potentially Spurs, although people don't want to hear that. The amount of work that it would take to get all of those players out, the out, the outgoings and the incomings correct. People assume that the build would be correct. You know what I mean? If Chelsea really spend money on three, four, five, six, seven players and they get the four, five, six, seven players out, who's to say they choose the right outgoings and they choose the right incomings Uh to where it works? So that's its own problem. But let's say that that process goes the way it should. That's years. That's not one transfer window or two. So I I was thinking about this earlier and I'll stop here because this is more uh, a point than a question. And yeah. I, but, but I do want to know what you guys think about this. It's been 18 years since Arsenal won the Premier League. They last won it in 2004. Manchester United are coming up on a decade without winning the Premier League. They last won it in 2013. If they don't win it this year, it'll be 10 years. And for people who aren't Chelsea fans that have stuck around this long, appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and But they might have clicked off just now. Liverpool they went on a 30-year league drought. Yeah, 30 years. It happens that teams that were once good eventually go on a drought. And it's not for lack of trying. Wenger built teams within the last 18 years that were generally capable of challenging for a Premier League, but they just weren't good enough because there was Chelsea in the way, because there was United in the way, because City eventually came. Manchester United, since 2013, have tried... To build a team that would eventually win a league, if you see what they did with uh, Van Hal and what they did with Mourinho, but it's just the build didn't go correctly. So now they're deformed to the point where they're not even in the Champions League anymore. So that's going to take even more years to get themselves to a point where in which they can win the league. So fear isn't the right word for me at this point, but and neither is concern, but it's just I'm interested in Chelsea last won the league in. 1617
0: 2017 content yeah.
2: here going to be 6 seasons ago what's the number before chelsea figure it out because i think all of us here would contend that chelsea as presently constructed even if they go out and they buy neymar or something like that that's not going to be enough to win the league
0: oh of course so when this is this is where i probably get into a lot of uh, a lot of different topics let's so go deep me. pause did you say pause or?
2: Yeah, I said, let's go deep. But then I said, oh, I okay. thought
0: about it. Like, no, I'll cut that, I'll cut that. Go for it. Now, now you made me think about it. <laughs> All right. Okay, now let, let's, let's get into it. That's why I mentioned this summer really doesn't matter in a way. What, ha- what happens from the end of this summer, this transfer window, is what really matters in terms of what does the structure of Chelsea Football Club look like? And I say that because let's go back to Abramovich. Abramovich comes into the club, throws money left, right, center. Brings as many quality players as he can into the club. Now, at that time, not many clubs are financially capable of matching what Chelsea could do. And also, there was a footballing structure. You knew the profile of players you were getting. You knew what Mourinho wanted. You went to get it. You know Carlo Ancelotti comes. You get the players that suit him. But I think since the last, since the Champions League in 2012, I don't know what happened with Roman, but he, he just, he disrespected football in, in a way. I'm not, I'm not saying this is slight Roman or nothing. He, he's been a great owner for Chelsea. But the reason I said he disrespected football is he did not adjust well um, in terms of the structure of the club to match what it is in modern day. We had an argument, I think, um, well, we had a discussion, I think, on the Complicated Chelsea show prior to the Champions League final that Chelsea won, luckily, against Manchester City. And and we went, we we all agreed with this. We said if Manchester City won that Champions League, they would have had a better 10-year gap or 10-year period than Chelsea. Mm -hmm. That's because they've done and they've respected the process of, okay, we'll get the structure right. We get certain things in place, get a manager who, who fits with the board and all that. Everything is aligned, then we get the players. But, from Roman's first time coming in, one of the worst decisions he made, I'm sorry. I, I've got to say, one of the worst decisions he made was putting Marina in charge of the club. Because, as Daniel will always say, Chelsea's Chelsea's decline started once Eminano left the club. <laughs> yeah? I'm not saying this because he's Nigerian and I'm Nigerian, but Go check Chelsea's transfers since Manalo left. Just just Eddie, I, I, I can feel a
2: rant starting, but somebody wanted us to shout this out. So I will shout it out. Dr. Joe wanted us to shout out the that Nigeria finally got a world record. <laughs> yeah, so 12, that 12, seems 6. like the best place to insert. Because he appealed to Africa. He was like, please, because it's Africa, please. So I was like, you can't appeal to Africa. That's not fair. But okay, there you go. Congratulations yeah. to Toby. Uh, Toby Amoson. Awesome. I'm assuming yeah, she won 12-12 in the 100 meter hurdles, that,
0: that and, was the, the and semis. then she
2: ran, and then she, yeah, in the semis, and then she ran 12:05 or six in the final, but it was wind aided, so doesn't count. But still, shout out! I was happy that she won.
0: Oh, so. Look no nah, it was great it was great seeing that yesterday she man, cried man. during it the cried
2: national anthem it got me choked up right i,
0: mean, I got i got chills <laughs> listening to that man i ain't gonna lie like watching that whole thing i was like your guys' hey!
2: anthem is pretty good like for that like in the in the classical music theater kind <laughs> of like when it swells up like it's it's pretty good it's pretty good okay but, <laughs>
0: but now yes. let, let's,
2: we're let's back. get we're into back we're back we're back we're
0: back yeah let, let's let's get into it um so Emmanuella's transfers. Eminalo's since Eminalo left, you could make a list of ten worst Chelsea transfers through our Roman's time. Yeah, eighty percent of those probably come after Eminalo's left. Mm, I don't know
2: about
0: that, bro. Ah, uh, <laughs> you wanna make a list? Okay, so if,
2: no. Okay, if if there were a list,
0: yeah, M- mutu is in the list.
2: Kesman okay. is in the list, and Fernando Torres is in the list. So that's three. Uh, I don't I don't know do if we you, would include Sean Wright Phillips. I feel like that was a bust, nah, but it that, made that, sense at the time.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't um, a bust, bust.
2: But I, I don't think it would be top ten.
0: I, do you have Shevchenko to the list as well?
2: Yes. Sorry, I forgot about him. I forget about okay. him all the time. I just go straight to Torres. I skip him. But that was that was Abramovich to a T. Yeah. Just, but, I want my guy in. Exactly. So that's four. Um, And no, no coincidence, most of them are strikers. So or they're all strikers.
0: But then the trend the trend continues since then, right? Chelsea, I'm bad at my strikers. Um, oh, so bad at strikers, but now it's so it's going good. to it's going to other positions as well. All right. <laughs> um I, it is because <laughs> no, okay, Eddie, Eddie, this
2: this, you this, this, Kepa this, again? this this is how you would couch that argument. You would say, Yes, Chelsea in that original Roman era bought bad players. But they also bought great players. Yeah, of they course. also. But they also signed Balak. They also got Robin, and like you could just keep naming them and naming them and naming them. Who are the great players that Chelsea have bought in this
0: era? That's why. That's why I said since Emanalo left, the scouting has just gone down. The players Chelsea have signed. Conte was, was Imanilo, has right? Has gone worse. Conte, yeah, was Emanalo for up to a point. I think up to. No, no, no. I
2: mean, I mean, Ngolo Kate. Oh, Conte! Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He, was, he was. He was. I think he was. So, um,
2: so, so, we're looking <laughs> at like Jorginho type stuff.
0: Oh god, that's
2: totally Marina.
0: Yeah, that was more Marantza, sorry than Marina. Kepa. So I mean, it's
2: it's it's not that like I think all football clubs have bad periods of transfers or just bad transfers you can point to. Like everybody. Yeah, has of stuff. course. But it's of like course. how how well do you offset bad purchases with good ones? And you would make the argument that Chelsea did fairly Chelsea well.
0: Have, but but L, they haven't in a while. They haven't in a while. And that's because Chelsea don't sell a project. That is the biggest. If you want to look at the reason why Chelsea are failing in transfers in 2022, is because Chelsea yeah. don't sell a project. This window is the perfect example. Like I said, Roman disrespected football. Every, the answer to everything was money. Marina is the biggest is one of the advisors for Todd Bowley at the moment. Can I can I ask you a question Daniel? Can you tell me how many times you've seen in all these deals that are failed? The words mentioned that the financial package offered by Chelsea is far greater.
2: I can tell you how many times I've seen offered <laughs> player offered a player has been offered. Like. So like so, so so like you want the lit and we'll offer you trash from our from our club. Like why would Juventus want your throwaways?
0: It doesn't make sense. It it doesn't make sense. But then Chelsea are still throwing money at the problem in 2003, 4, 5, 6,
2: 7. Exactly, there were no other people who had the financial capabilities exactly. or wherewithal that Chelsea did. Now, everyone's what Barca have Everyone. levers out the ass, like we could just pull four, five, six of them, and oh, we're even now. Like City, that's why PSG, etc. So,
0: that's why I said Marina and Roman set the club backwards. How far back did they set the club? We'll find out because something key happened in 2020. We I did ask Mar- for a number though Ed. with with Marina so, and um, Lampard, keep that uh, and I'll get to it with Marina yeah. and Lampard. You know what they they you know what they started selling in 2020? I think it was 2020. Yeah the the season after COVID. Yeah, Makes that was mouth. 2020. They started selling Project Youth. That just gave me Arsenal vibes from Wenger days because the key thing with Werner. And Havertz and some of the players that signed that window, they said, look, we're signing some of the best young players in the world. They're going to play for us uh, like an, an Eden Hazard type thing. And, you know, in their prime, if they leave, they leave. But they've got high resale value. High- Go back and check the check the news articles in 2020. High resale value was a key thing for Chelsea. How much are those players really worth now? Is anyone taking Havertz for 50? Probably. But you're not getting 72 back for them? No, you won't get 72. But 50. You're definitely not getting 30 for Werner right now.
2: would you get 15 no i'm joking i'm joking i'm just how
0: much how much much do you think you get for they sold us on high resale value but we can't even recoup price we paid for them just two years ago daniel it's only been two years this is this is part of the problem there hasn't been a proper plan in terms of footballing wise you sign players with different football ideas you sign players with different profiles to what the manager wanted and then you decide to sack that manager and bring a new manager in, because let's face it, Lampard was was vibes. Uh, something that baffles me is the Chelsea fans that go, oh, "We'll play better football under Lampard." I'm like, you really want to go back and check the tapes? Because yeah, I don't know if you all remember Cross and Inshallah. <laughs> Do we want to visit that again? A lot of players, a lot of players need to go. It just comes with resetting the structure of the club first of all so this is why and you're giving boldy time this is this is why i want to give him time i want to see but, who's but, okay, bringing it's like,
2: in oh and, and this is a point i wanted to ask you about though so you said i'm going to give him until the end of the season to give him time to see if he can get that structure in the time that we give owners shouldn't be the same time that we allow managers and players i think oh, managers yeah. should get the shortest amount of time I think yeah. players should be somewhere in the middle, and an ownership group. I'm not quite sure how much time you give them. I don't feel like a year is really enough. No, no, no. I'm not saying culture. I'm
0: not saying judge. I'm not saying judge Burley after a year. Okay. But what he does in the next year is key to the future of Chelsea Football Club. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. If in the next year he goes bring he brings a technical director from L.A. Dodgers or one of his American <laughs> clubs. Then I know this guy is not serious, man. ski a remixed. It's just okay. Then I know I know what Chelsea's about. Um, we'll be here for the ride. If you want to stay, you stay. If you want to go on loan to Real Madrid, you go. <laughs> That's why my hope is my hope is on low. <laughs> <laughs> but if he comes in and you know, I've I've heard about I think Andre Beta from um Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. If he's bringing, you know, some of the top people in football, unfortunately, Luis Campos is no longer available. Maybe you could go back for Michael Manolo, you know, you know
2: what I'm saying? Oh, I'm I mean, just putting that there. name out there. He's there, he's available.
0: Um, do you know
2: I've even seen proper Chelsea fans post today about Emanolo? I'm hey. like, if it's that bad, where like the, the proper Chelsea fans, they're out here like Emanolo wasn't too bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. exactly. So it <laughs> must if, be bad. It must be bad if, if we if they if want if he goes, him, of if, all he goes
0: him, if, if he goes and bring you know and brings some of the top people in football add that with your data analysts and stuff that he's been working on behind the scenes at the moment then we know okay cool there is a structure coming in place mm. right that's why i say whatever happens in the next year will determine a lot because right now he's taking on a lot of things but Boley, we'll you see mean. yeah Bowley's taking on okay. a lot of things right he's handling transfers by himself He's trying to sort out the business structure of the club and all this stuff. And you can't do all that at the same time as trying to buy players. You're trying to buy 6 7 players to replenish the squad. That's not going to happen. Tuchel is being set up
2: to fail. He's going to get some of the players that he wants, which is going to be enough to assign blame. So Sterling, Koulibaly, people are going to look at those. Tuchel wanted them more so than this whole he didn't want Lukaku thing, which I think is a farce. Even if they go right but the squad goes wrong, he'll get blamed for that. Yeah. But 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 where I see the issue is Todd Bowley is a rookie negotiator in football. If you saw what Edu, I think, for Arsenal came out and said that he had a conversation with Deco. Deco said Rafinha only wants to go to Barcelona. So he was like, okay, we understand that. If anything changes, let me know. It seems as if Chelsea went an extra step rather than just listening to that information. They actually wasted time on trying to bargain with leads and just disrupt which I guess some Chelsea fans enjoy, that Chelsea are in the market and they're doing this and that. But essentially you're wasting time and yeah. energy and resources on something that's never going to happen. Leeds were always going to find a way with Barcelona for Rafinha because that's what the player wanted. Chelsea are working with somebody who doesn't exactly know the ins and outs of European football. And then you're asking him in this summer of all summers, where you're losing Rudiger, Christensen, Aspelacueta, Alonso, add the issues in the attack that you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Eddie, and in midfield, then the issue of Lukaku that wasted time as well. (laughs) You need a a striker, a creative wide player, probably two if I'm greedy, maybe back up in midfield, but midfield you could leave that for another window if you want it because you have enough midfielders. Whether or not they're good enough to win you something is its own question, but you don't need to focus there then you, then you need probably cover for james is necessary you need to replace alonzo then you need three or four quality center backs and a backup goalkeeper to get rid of kepa and you're doing all of this in a two month period with a director of football who's probably doesn't so you you don't want me you think marina's going to be as enthusiastic about helping when you're kicking her out no and exactly. bolly who's like how do i pronounce um Le- Levendowski? How, how, do, how do I say that name? How do I spell it? Like he doesn't even know who the players are, probably. So this summer, I, I, it's a setup for Tuchel because now there's no cover above him. There's no check that you can talk to. There's no Granowski you can talk to. He, it's it goes from Bowley to Tuchel's head, and Bowley's not going to sack himself, is he?
0: Exactly. That's why I said, and I, I was getting to this where once the structure is in, mm-hmm. the next person you look at. Is Thomas Tuchel, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that to mean he's a he's a bad coach or whatever. Yeah, but I mentioned this when Chelsea uh, when Abramovich announced his intention to sell the club, I said I know one thing about American owners—they want their guys in.
2: Talk to them, Eddie, because I've been trying to explain. This. I, like
0: know, they- I know. <laughs> I said British from, people don't get it. I said from the moment an American owner touches the club, Tuchel is on borrowed time. And this is something I've said. People think I defend Tuchel. I said, "Look, give him time because he's already on borrowed time as it is. Bowley's is gonna get his guys in the board. He's gonna get his own guys. He, did that he, didn't people, he didn't even wait. He didn't even. He got rid of Peter check Let's <laughs> let's not let's not let's not buy this whole notion of Peter check resigned. He got rid of him. He's like, brother, get out. You, you good? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're clearing house here. Like we're, we're taking over." So he's going to get his guys in. And once his guys comes and go, okay, cool. Uh, I think there's a better manager out there that we can get that fits, you know, the footballing. Our philosophy ideology and that our idea. And and our and our uh, philosophy. That. Yeah, this, this Thomas Tuchel guy, you know, he talks too so much in the media and all this kind of thing. Let's just let's just go to tuchel has gone. He's gone. I tried this, yeah?
2: but so, you, you see, people don't get what American owners are like because I think most people who pay attention to football in the U.K., Maybe they might watch NBA, like the finals. They probably don't watch NFL. They're definitely not watching Ooh. baseball or anything. I'm pretty sure you in Australia, you have a better concept
0: of yeah, what these dudes are like. Well, I feel it's, a lot of
2: American sports. I it's known. head to, what's it called, root, root and branch, take out everything. <laughs> and that's generally what Americans do, even within their own thing. We want our head coach. We want our general manager. We want a marquee player or two. And then we
0: want everybody to follow what this computer says. That's it, to a T. So, Tuchel's on borrowed time. But I want to see what Bully's is able to bring in. Once I see what Bully brings in, mm-hmm. and then we'll be able to see, okay, who the next manager might be. That's you, that's the next topic of conversation. You still
2: haven't given me a number. When's the next time Chelsea win the league? Four years. So, it's, it's an eight-year drought? Ten years? Ten years? Is that yeah. Ten years? yeah.
0: Well, it's it's got to be, because I look at it like, okay, this season is about setting the football structure of the club. <laughs> right? With the Chelsea, with the players Chelsea are getting, we'll be lucky to get top four. Let's face it. We'll be lucky to get top four. Going into next season, I don't think Tuchel's here next season, by the way. I don't either. Going into next season, you bring a new manager in. He'll come in and he has to get used to the squad for at least one season. He'll bring some transfers in and all that, but there's still deadwood that needs to go. So this would be like Pep's first season at Manchester City where there's still going to be issues but you have to deal with it because you can't. You can't. One window under a good structure is not enough to get rid of all the dead wood and bring new players in. Yeah. Then you give a second season for those ideas to start coming to fruition. After the second year, maybe from the third year of that manager, you you start looking at you know winning things. But that's again hoping. Newcastle don't come out and do a madness. That's hoping Manchester City start declining. That That's hoping a lot of things go right in your favor. That's why I say four years. That, that's a pretty commitment we're in at the
2: moment. I think it's going to be a bit longer than that. Yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> i have been optimistic <laughs> when I say four years. That's what I'm saying. Uh,
0: that, that This is wishful thinking, hoping everything goes perfect. Well, okay. Do you know what? I'll give you five. I'll say five. And I'll
2: just assume when Klopp and Guardiola leave, if they do leave. There has to be a power vacuum. Maybe Chelsea could fill, although it seems to me like Arsenal are in better position to fill it. It seems to me Spurs are probably in better position to fill it, although Spurs, Spurs are kind of short term. Spurs
0: probably more than Arsenal, yeah.
2: Because their squad is a bit old, so in four or five years, who knows? But yeah. C- City aren't going to go anywhere. They'll just buy Nagel- uh, get Nagglesman or some next-rated German coach, and they'll be fine. Liverpool the same. But Liverpool, a little—they—they—they they, they don't concern me as much because I do think they're heavily reliant yeah. on Klopp. But yeah. City, the, again, as you mentioned before, the structure of their club they just just—I'm not saying it's plug and play with whoever they get next, but I trust that they'll get the right guy. Exactly. Um, they might even go for Arteta now. I think about it. Like if Arteta does pretty well at Arsenal, they might just bring it back. But that's—it's its own thing. Um, we do have questions, so Sweet. I don't—I don't want this to take too long. I said an hour, <laughs> but it's going to be an hour and a half. So, yeah. Probably. Um. I told people ask us questions and let me pull them up under the radar signings for Chelsea question mark from Gowan 69 nine. Also, which, which youth prospects do you think we, yes, we, Daniel, should Chelsea keep? Um, <laughs> what are we counting as youth people under the age of 23? Here we go. So these are the players who are 23 and under. We'll just go through them whether or not they're Chelsea youth Academy Prospects yep. or not, so Christian Pulisic is
0: twenty-three. No oh god. Yeah. Sell, loan, keep. I mean, you've got to keep him at this point. You're not bringing anyone else in. So, yeah, a lot of twenty-three-year-olds. Mason American. Mount. American tax,
2: of course. Mason <laughs> Mount, sell, loan, keep. My do you bad. want my,
0: do, you, um, do you want my honest opinion or?
2: And, oh, actually, actually, let's 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 restart this, and I'll start with Abdullahi first. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Christian Pulisic sell uh, loan keep
1: american endorsement sell <laughs> <laughs> whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. this guy's cleaning the house man mason sell. mount may, may, uh, and, and these are all the players who are mason mounts
1: right i will keep because i can see what he's doing because he's official is eventually the face of um, you have um, to keep him you have
2: team? to keep him. keep, keep. I mean, yeah, you run, know he's run. played a, he's played 160 games already 30 mm-hmm. goals so this not bad
1: and, getting, prob- um, and probably
2: a similar amount of assists. Malang Sar, 23 years old, sell loan keep.
1: Sheep, FedEx, eBay, Bolton, Nigeria, Nigeria professional league. That guy that is not playing. Did you just say if, Nigerian
2: professional? If you're, league? If yeah. you're giving me,
1: it's called there's, there's one Nigerian. It's called Nasarawa United, Gombe. Yimba oh is, God. Yeah, he needs to come <laughs> be playing. there.
0: Nah, if, if you're giving me two new centre backs, I don't mind keeping him as a as a backup. Um, I mean, but otherwise sell.
1: I don't even want to Kai remember. Havertz, 23. So <laughs> <two. laughs> I'm keeping Kai Havertz. The problem is not even Kai Havertz. He's the list of the problems. So I can see. Uh, he's sure? the list of the problem. <laughs> sure? Yes, he's he, the list of the problems. He's see, the next scapegoat. I'm telling my you. My problem is, my problem with Kai Havertz is consistency. And it's not it's not big. And this season, yeah. This season. With, with, I this, saw a compilation of misses the other day. This season. This season we are right now. <laughs> they look it's good. Gonna I'm gonna Trevor
2: do. Chalaba, a sneaky 23 years old, Sell keep. loan keep. Keep, keep, keep. It, it keep is it.
1: improving, but I'll keep it.
2: Reese James
1: sell oh, loan okay. keep. That one is keep. Uh, out oh, sure. that one is keep. Now,
2: now say. we get into five quite interesting players. Twenty-two. Connor Gallagher sell loan keep. Keep in
0: the reserve. Keep in the reserve. Damn. <laughs> keep in the reserve. <laughs> <laughs> um, him, look, bro. I don't think he wants another loan. Yeah. No. And this is controversial, but i would sell.
2: You gonna sell Billy Eilish, dog? Like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can you can be Billy, Billy, whatever. I don't care. But he's not. Let, let's let's be honest here, man. We and I've said this before. We have so many mid players, and yeah. he's not even up to their quality yet. Technically, he's not the best. There's a difference between playing ten for Crystal Palace and playing ten for Chelsea Football Club. Mm. Let let's get that right. He's not up to that standard. He needs to go out somewhere, develop himself. Like Daniel said, put a buyback on him. Yeah? If he's the player you believe he's going to be, sell him for 30, put a buyback for 50. 20 mil for the development of about three, four years, and then buy him back. But right now, if he's your starter in 2022, we might as well make the next league title in 10 years, Daniel. I'm sure that he's had assurances, though. Otherwise, he would have just gone, because he
2: was one of the more hyped players of last season based on what he did with palace. So I'm yeah. sure he must have had conversations of I'm I want to come back, I want to play, or and at least I want me. an honest chance to play.
1: So um, unfortunately, you, yeah. You might mean my comic controversy in this. In terms of Galaga, I think I have to blame Tukel a little bit. I don't do, I don't like doing it, but I have to do it a little bit here. Because Be Galaga is not he doesn't play in a double pivot. For us to see the best of Galaga, you gotta play him in the number 10 position or in number eight slash where he's going to be going forward in terms of pass. In, in, in Crystal Palace, Patrick Vieira they say, said it a lot. If Galaga doesn't play, we don't play. If it doesn't have a good game, we're going to have a good game. We're going to have a bad game. Vieira said it. The team is good around him because he knows what, to, what needed to be done. When to shoot, he knows. When to pass, he knows. The final decision making, he knows. It doesn't just because I, I, I want to make my pass sexy and everything. He knows when to actually make a proper pass. As a midfeeder as attack attacking midfeeder. So that guy is in the bad. Sukar so needs to go back to the doing but and fix it uh, so as a manager. Uh, he needs to I'm go delay, back. Yeah.
0: Have you seen this guy in tight spaces?
1: I've seen him. Go back, go back and watch him in Crystal Palace in tight spaces.
0: Yeah, oh bro, okay. I just said there's a difference between playing the number 10 for mm-hmm. Crystal Palace and, and playing the number 10 for Chelsea. Yeah? yeah. In Crystal Palace, you're playing more in transition. In Crystal mm-hmm. Palace you're more counter-attacking. In Chelsea, you're facing a lot of low blocks. You're facing a lot of deep blocks. Mm-hmm. So, th- th- it's it's night and day between playing number
1: 10 for Crystal Palace and playing number 10 for Chelsea. Ampedu, I'll give him a chance because he's shown me something in this place that I'm a little bit impressed with I uh, want more for me. I will give him a chance a little bit because I believe if being given more opportunity and more chances, I think it will deliver. It's all about Chukel being trusting them and say, okay, I'm gonna trust you going forward. Can you deliver? Can you can you be that man that we everybody can rely on? I think that's gonna be the key. I, right. I think I will stay with Ampadu. I will. This
0: is this is Chelsea Football Club, man. Go and learn or be sold. That's my thing with Ampadu. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I agree with you, but I think for me, it's giving me something important that I'm like, okay, let me see. Let's, yeah, let's but let me see. Yeah,
0: look, we can't keep all these players. We yeah, already have, Jorginho. Love have okay. love There's jo- Jorginho, Kovacic, Kante, Lof- Lof- cheek Mason Mount. Yeah, but one year on their contract, you can't fit all of them in a squad of
1: 25 for next season. I know, it's a five substitution, so they can be on the... Am- Ampadu can be on the bench and come in, so it's okay. For me, he goes, man. Damn.
2: Younger than Ampadu by two months, surprisingly, <laughs> is Callum Hudson-Odoi, who has 126 appearances for Chelsea already. Hudson-Odoi keeps her loan?
1: Oh, my God. You see, you see, I don't want to enter that territory because that territory of that, I, I profoundly do respond to that territory because they, they, they call him Project Neymar. Project Neymar, I've not seen Project Neymar in the last many years now. In 44 matches, he has four goals and they call him for Project Neymar. Although for me, just need to get a loan out of Chelsea Football Club. Newcastle, Brighton, Southampton, go to somewhere. Germany, Borussia Dortmund, I'll be Leisbeek, Moshin Glabat, Leverkusen, go there. Go and play. Because in Dortmund, he will have more spaces and more time to do whatever he wants to do. Let's go there. Look,
0: I don't know if you've noticed, but he's a right wing back or backup right wing back at the moment. So he's staying. I think that's an easy one. I think you keep um, him. You keep him. And it's purely based on the wages. No one's taking that kind of wage online. Someone said it on Abdullah's stream, I think yesterday, it was like, this is looking like the Alexi Wobi situation all over again. Um, mm. if it do, if, it, if it doesn't work this year, then let's not let's not dilly dally around the issue. Let's just ship him off to uh, one of the lower clubs in the Premier League to kind of uh, get his confidence back up, get him getting you know early balls and all that kind of stuff. Because at Chelsea, the pressure is high. It might be a thing where you give him the Wilfred Zaha treatment. He goes back down to a lower club, figures out his game there, and um, hopefully pops off later on. Does he have a famous uncle? <laughs> anyway, I don't know how I'm going to edit this, but we've
2: had some technical difficulties to the point where it is, it's totally my fault. We've lost Abdullahi. I know you guys are into your uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Somebody <laughs> snapped their fingers and the guy disappeared. It's, it's it's totally my fault, though. Jacks 365 So according to Daily Mail, Chelsea has 700,000 pounds a week tied up in players they don't want. Here's an image. This image yeah. does not include Saar, who's on 120K a week. So it has Ross Barkley is 96 120? a week. He was a free transfer, so it makes oh sense. Oh, my God. Uh, Kep was on 155. Mishi's on only 70. And Timo Werner's on 270, according to Daily Mail image tabloid pictures. So the question is, how terrible was that woman at her job? The woman being Granovskia, I'm assuming. This is your chance to, to, to vent. I know you've been holding it oh. in for... Couple
0: hours I mean, now. I've I've, <laughs> no, I've, I've I've said enough about how poorly she she ran the club. And, you know, people are talking about Todd Bowley, Todd Bowley, and there's not much difference between him and Ground of Scare. They're business people. They care about money. What I don't what I don't like is the people who give her props for doing her job. You sell a Morata for fifty mil. You bought him for fifty mil. You made your money back. Okay, cool. But people want to go over the top in terms of praising her for getting that money back. Can we then look at, you know, some of the um, people she bought? Um, rejecting 70 mil for Hudson Odoi. How many years ago? That's looking sus now because I don't think anyone's taking him for 20. So, <laughs> look. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's facts there. <laughs> I'm, not, um, I'm not because it's true, okay? Um. So, uh, man, man, she, she did not understand football. Let's just put it that way. Um, she didn't understand football, and she did not put enough footballing people around her to enable her decision making. Um, you see,
2: okay. I think I like I. I, I want to stop you there because yeah. I don't think it's necessarily her job to understand football, as as yeah. as I understand the board. I think the board was just poorly constructed in terms of its footballing knowledge, understanding, wherewithal, etc. And because she's the person in charge of making transfers happen in public, it falls on her head because we, the public, we are the ones who know she's the one out there dealing for players. So it makes it seem as if she's making the decisions, all of them, on we want him, we don't want him, we're selling him, we're we're not going to sell him, right? I don't think yeah. it was ever. I don't think she ever had that much power to determine ins and outs. I just think it was her job to. We want to sell him for the most we can get, and we want to buy him for the least we can get.
0: Yeah. Okay. But that 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 buying part again. Um. There are there are players Chelsea missed out on because of her negotiation tactics or.
2: Now that's fair.
0: And whatnot. Like um, like
2: I like I think Koulibaly could have been over the line years ago. But exactly. because of what they did with Sari and Jorginho, how, how, how they negotiated that where they basically told them not to show up to work and they made it really, really difficult. Yeah. I think the that relationship with uh De Laurentiis was soured to where they it probably did you probably did need Boley to just be a different face and then you get Koulibaly over the line.
0: Exactly. Could have had Allison before Liverpool. Could have me because if you let Kotwa go early. You're in the goalkeeping market and you probably get Allison before Liverpool get their hands on him and you don't end up with Kepa. Talk of last summer, Kunde and Chalmeny mm-hmm. were basically ready to go. Negotiation, negotiation tactics and all that, thinking you can, you know, get them for a better price and all that. If if the coach says he wants a player and or you believe that is your player, you go pay the money. For some reason with Marina, and, and that was the annoying thing, Chelsea kept paying overs for your second choices and ch- third choices look at drink water for example
2: as for the players being paid a bunch of money per week i don't care make as much money as you want to hear that stars making 120 rob this england as they say make as much money as you can and mm-hmm. then run yeah, i don't know who cool. he's supporting in senegal in france wherever the case may be go get your money timo verner is a little bit different because that's a lot so yeah. it does make me be like Ugh. but still if you if somebody's willing to pay him three hundred thousand euros a week to like not be able to control the football, that's hustling. That, so that's
0: what that's what I'm saying. Uh, you, you you don't blame the players. I'm. <laughs> it's like if someone offers me a million dollars now to come do some stupid job for them, I'll I'll take it. You're you offered what you're offered. I mean, you'd be stupid not to take it. Players have lives; they have families to take care of. So I don't blame Timo Verna for taking that money. But what I don't understand is why Chelsea destroyed their wage structure so much, um, where your best-performing players are the most underpaid players. I mean, a, a current running joke is, is Mendy's still on 50K a week, but Kepa <laughs> is on three times that. that. That's a joke, man. Oh, boy. If If I'm doing the bulk of the work and some guy who doesn't do nothing is behind me getting three times the amount I'm earning, to play FA Cup,
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, you, you see you wow. see
0: where the problem lies. Like, yeah. um, look, the the wage structure has been has been destroyed. If you look at some of the people on the on the top of that, let's not forget Lukaku is not sold yet. So Chelsea need him to have a good season in Inter, so Inter can you know get that money to pay Chelsea. I
2: have a that, crazy that, theory, any That. Tuchel is not going to make it to the end of the season. They're going to hire a manager and the manager is going to want Lukaku. And he's never going to really be an Inter player and all of this happiness that he's been showing Inter fans, he's going to break them again. That's what's going to happen. Uh,
0: I don't know if you, I, I don't know if he wants to do that because uh, there's also the relationship with the fans. I'm not saying I know, myself I'm personally. Just saying, but... I, that's
2: that's that's some fan fiction I'm throwing out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I see, I see what you mean. Because he's been bro. twerking for Inter fans. I'm like, bro, you know what can happen again, right? <laughs> like he has three years of contract after this exactly,
0: year. exactly. So, so unless anyway. Inter can fetch that money, that's why I said Chelsea need him to have a good season, mm-hmm. um, so he can stay in Inter and he can just stay there for for good.
2: I watched some of Half Hope's emergency
0: hangout, but he was very anti youth players and
2: players from the academy being in the first team. Does he not know that Premier League and European competitions demand at least eight players from your academy?
0: Yeah, I think the rules are players. the rules are four players from your actual academy and a further four from you know any academy in the country, right? So, so if you have so if Chelsea's
2: you have, English players are Chalaba or just yep. from, from, from the academy, from Chalaba, the academy. James, Loftus Cheek, Gallagher, Mount, Gilmore, Odoi, Odoi. Roja... And then players who came from an English academy would be Barkley, um, Sterling, Sterling Ampadu,
0: and Chilwell. So you're going you're going to twelve there. The problem is it's not a disdain per se for youth players. It's the overhype that kills that kills us. You know, <laughs> um, what did we hear all season last year about Billy Gilmore? How he's the next best thing, and it's the Come here and take the shirt away from people like Chelsea. He needs to do this. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. That that was the same thing we heard about Mason Mount at Derby. Let's let's get the facts right. If Chelsea don't have that transfer ban, Mason Mount probably doesn't smell the Chelsea first team. He's done alright for himself so far. Yeah, but if not have Lampard, that, Lampard, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If Chelsea don't get that transfer ban, I don't think Lampard comes. I don't think Mason Mount nope. smells that that first team. No. Nope. It's all something that's got to align for, for these players. It cuts players. both ways, though, because does um, James? Rich James.
2: Do you think he's he would have been good either way because of the Wigan loan and all of that?
0: Rich James would have come back as a backup, I'm pretty sure. Tammy Abraham? I, I Tammy Abraham, definitely. I don't know if he gets a chance, no. Tomori doesn't get a chance. You, you know what I mean? So, And, okay, even Lampard, the first chance he gets to buy plays, and what does he start doing? getting rid of some of the youth players. I'm not saying he made the right decision, mm. but he didn't play tomorrow. Like, let's not act like Lampard was this youth-centric manager. No, he wasn't. <laughs> youth-centric. <Yeah>? Uh, <laughs> Basing his play on youth and stuff. No, he wanted to win as well. He understands what the pressure is. This is Chelsea Football Club. This is not Borussia Dortmund where we they, you know, farm youth players and then sell them for huge profit. no. That's not what we do at Chelsea. Get all the players in. That's the problem with Chelsea for the last five, six years is the kind of transfers Chelsea have done are not players of the highest quality. Get a couple of players of the highest quality, mix mix them with some youth products, and then we can ride. But if you're telling me Conor Gallagher and Mason Mount are going to run this team for the next five, six years, trouble.
2: Uh, <laughs> okay, so we got two more questions. How and they're not necessarily Chelsea related. How about are Barcelona treating De Jong, getting him to cut his wages, including the money he deferred by fifty percent, and move his position to center back? Or is this the worst case of an employee letting his company screw him? Plus, do you do players need a strong union like Major League Baseball, for example? Yes, he's being used. Or at least take advantage of because he doesn't want what the alternative is, which is Manchester United. And I can slightly understand that one. So yeah, it's bad. And to the player union point, I definitely think they need to step in and make sure that Barcelona honor the contract that they put down. And kind of forcing players to, we'll send you here. If, if you don't accept this contract and these demands, we will send you to Manchester United or we'll force you out that's 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 not cool to me um but he wants to play for barcelona so badly that it almost yeah. makes it like you're damn near doing it to yourself by not saying i want another option or i have other options but as soon as he says that they would send him there
0: yeah for whatever exactly. the
2: price would be so He's caught between proverbial rock and a hard place. But the players union should definitely step in and say, if he wants to stay, you need to honor the contract. And you can't use Manchester United as
0: leverage against reworking
2: his contract so you can save $13 million or however
0: much it is. With Frankie de Jong, like, there's that clash between the players' life outside the pitch and on the pitch. From what I heard, I think he's just bought a house in, in Spain or something with his girlfriend. This guy is trying to set up his life in Spain and all of a sudden you're trying to tell him look you got to go. <laughs> um <laughs> I I don't know I don't know how that works but you know it doesn't sit well with the player. And, and he's got 4 whilst, years left on his deal as well. 4 yeah. years left on his on his deal now you want to rework it and give him 50% less. First of all I think boss I I don't understand how FIFA I, I mean they're corrupt anyways or UEFA have not investigated Barcelona. You can't even play a player's wages but You've got the money to splash around Europe, trying to get the best talent into your squad. Don't that be, a hater, Eddie. Don't be a hater. Don't I, I'm be not, a hater. No, no, I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm not saying. I'm, you're just I'm asking the question. This, how is I'm it possible? Say, yeah. How, how is it possible? Like, I mean, it's supposed to take care of people in house first of all, right? <laughs> I, I, that's what I thought. Because I wish is... I was
2: a Barcelona fan this 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 summer window. This must be great. Everybody's oh. hating on you. you you're, you're not gonna be this. You're not gonna be that. Okay, watch this. Rafinha in Dembele. Exactly.
0: Lewandowski I in. I don't know how they have done it. Like Dembélé <laughs> staying for 40% less. Rafinha taking a lesser deal than Chelsea offered. Um, the young now looks like he might stay for 50% less. Like <laughs> it's just bro. This yeah. is bar- bargain shopping at the moment, man. They're, everything's on sale slash prices. But only for yeah. Barça,
2: which is Kundes exactly In
0: <laughs> for, for less as well. Because they're gonna offer less package to Sevilla and they're also gonna offer less wages to Kunde. It's mad, man. It's actually it's actually mad and sickening. So
2: but away. no, I the, the player union, I don't know, it needs to be stronger because it seems very weak with this case. There might be other instances where it's not, but with respect to that case for sure. Last question. Hi from Latvia at Eastern Border. Two questions. Is Newcastle on the path to becoming a top-rated club? You would think so, but they're doing it in kind of baby steps. Yeah. You know, Trippier, Wood, Matt Target, these types of signings, it seems like they're building, like, the English core first, and then maybe they'll outsource the elite, elite talent later on. But it's a slow build, and I can respect that. You know, just kind of get your feet wet first. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think eventually. They've always been the sleeping giant so to speak, of, of English football, given how much kind of fervor their fans have and the stadium that they have and the history that, if you want to call it that. So Carl and have hope always talk to me about not Now, Newcastle's like, it's a big deal. It's just they haven't been run properly because of Ashley and etc. So the money is going to change them, but slower than perhaps like Chelsea, City, PSG, yeah. But it'll happen eventually.
0: The reason they have to do slow is because everyone's got the money these days. They can't just come out and yeah. splash. So they can't. they do were like it 25 really...
2: years too late on that. Yeah. On the oil money. Pretty much. Um. What do you think the impact of the World Cup happening mid-season will be? And that, that's our last question. So we thank you guys for the questions. What do you think the impact of the World Cup mid-season will be?
0: I haven't really thought about it too much, really. I mean, it, it could have massive ramifications. I, I'm looking at it from an injury standpoint. The World Cup is a big deal for a lot of players who are going. But one thing I I might add is lesser teams might have a bit of an advantage because there will be fixture congestion before the World Cup and there's going to be another one after the World Cup. And you've got players who will be going to the World Cup who won't have a proper break. So there's going to be games played every three days leading up to the World Cup. And then you still expect these players to keep up as well. So that's why with the way Barcelona are moving, I kind of understand it. Um, a lot of clubs need to move like that. But, yeah, there's, there's it's going to have massive ramifications in my opinion. In my opinion, um, Injuries okay. are one thing to watch out for under load on players.
2: I, I think the mentality of players in the first half of the season is going to be interesting to monitor. Especially once we get to like October, November, when it becomes clear that like the World Cup is here. Yeah. What level of effort and energy are you willing to compromise in order to make sure that you make it to Qatar? That's number one.
0: Mm. Number
2: two, and you kind of touched on it, but I was thinking of it more in a different way, is that because of that psychological barrier that might be there, maybe it isn't, maybe they're professionals and they play 100%, 110%, as they say, even though that's not possible. Do lesser teams who whose players aren't internationals and aren't going to the World Cup, do they have a little bit more... Bite rather than when they play against players whose uh when they play against teams whose players are all probably going to a world cup, I'm willing to get hurt to win that 50 50, but mm. you aren't because you're thinking I need to protect myself for November, December. I don't know how much that mentality creeps in. I would hope that as professional footballers, it doesn't creep in too much, but I swear, once you get to November and like the world cup is in three four weeks,
0: it's there's, October, I think. there's
2: no way. Yeah. oh yeah because so it, it it starts in it starts in November it right? starts in November yeah so October yeah. so so once we get to October time it's kind of like ah I don't know I think business decisions will be made then you have a lot of players at top clubs who will be playing deep into the tournament yeah so if you're Argentinian Brazilian French German um perhaps English, um, just you know, the standard countries that always make it far in, in World Cups. How does that affect the end of this season? You you have a whole extra tournament on your legs that otherwise wouldn't be there. Three matches in the group stage, round of 16, quarterfinals, four. semis. We'll say, you know, five, six, seven matches of high intensity, high mental exhaustion. Yeah. Um the travel obviously from Qatar and back or wherever your camps are and things like that. So um, and then I obviously what 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 you said about to fit that month in, you have to cram games before and after. I think after the World Cup, there's like Boxing Day starts right after. Yeah, it's, it's
0: like, boxing day, then New Year's game, then yes, every three like, days. They
2: they don't care. They're going right back to we need to make this money. It's gonna be interesting, especially for those teams who make it to the semis final. I don't know if they'll play a third place game, but they probably will. So there'll, there'll be some people who play seven games and then well, immediately have to come back and you, have, you better find your rhythm or a team like Leicester might catch you out. So. Exactly.
0: And that's why depth for these big clubs like your Chelsea's, your Cities, your Liverpool's, depth is key. If they don't have that depth to be able to at least, with, especially for that January period, one or two of them might fall behind. That's definitely one to watch out for.
2: So this has been the Talking Texas Podcast. Again, we thank you guys for listening. We do this every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. I'm at Daniel to look. Have hopes at com. Just go to the website. You'll find a whole bunch of tasty things over there. Carl's at Anchorman616. Abdullahi, is, you can find him at the Blue Studio on YouTube. So go check that out, his channel, his live streams. They're very long, but they're entertaining. <laughs> and Eddie, where can you be found if you want to be?
0: Yeah, like I said before on Twitter or um, Instagram. Oh, sorry, men. O s o r r i m e n. It's gonna be in the description. So yeah, give us a shout out. I'm happy to chat football anytime. So yeah, that's where you can find me.
2: That's so, this is fun. This is this is good. It was good to do another <laughs> complicated Chelsea. It's it's a, it's more it's a, it's not a show. It's a complicated oh, Chelsea podcast the, or something like that. I don't know. The but trauma of we'll... being a Chelsea supporter. We, we will definitely have to do this again. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Definitely
0: not discussing Chelsea, though. <laughs> 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 kind of sick of it, man. True, true. So, this has been the Talking Tattoos podcast.
2: Sometimes funny, sometimes serious.
0: Always football.
2: Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.